Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we have got a lot to get to today. I think, uh, Beam, you sound like you're doing pretty well. Probably doing better than the idiot who ran on the field during the Women's Champions League game between Chelsea and Juventus. Did you see that idiot? Yeah. Talk shit, get hit. Literally. That's right. Yeah. Don't mess with Sam Kerr. She's from Australia, mate. She'll... <laughs> she is. I know, but she'll destroy I, I, you. I was. I'm literally. I'm sitting here thinking about what were you going to say after that. She'll. And then there was well, a pause. Like I, I don't really know say, what I'm going to say I was, here. I wanted to say like she'll she'll f you up, but then you just said shit. So I was like, are we really going to start with all this swearing right at the start of the podcast? But she'll she'll shove a wallaby in your face, mate. That's what she'll do. I don't know. Anyway, hello kids. Sorry for the language. <laughs> language today that's yeah that's that's what we're doing ah oh, whatever they're hearing it at school you know if, i uh if your I kid's always, over six your kids already heard all these words i always get nervous too because we record this in the crew studio which is also an on-air studio and there's like so many boards and pots it, and it faders could theoretically and, be on the air at any moment yeah correct i mean we could literally be on the air so i always get a little nervous about that but i, th- I think i think we're okay we've never gotten yeah. a text that we're like on the air on the am so i think we're yeah, doing, doing i fine. think Although this would be the day for it to happen, that would be great. But yeah, if you haven't seen that video, we will tweet it out uh, from the Bone and Beam United account on Twitter at Bone Beam United. But yeah, man, don't run on the field ever. That's stupid. But good to see Sam Kerr from Chelsea just level this dude. And rightfully, did she get a yellow for that? She did get a yellow card for that, which is um, might go down in the book as one of the dumbest yellow cards ever given out. Yeah, the match well, it, stewards weren't doing anything about it. Like, there's yeah, no the security on the running, field, running around the running field, around. doing whatever. I'm gonna take uh, things into my own hands, and I'm gonna control this situation by literally body checking you to the ground. Yeah, when we had that situation, you know, when the uh, all the sports came back, and you had like, remember the NBA fans? There were a few different times where people were dumping popcorn on players. Remember the or, malice in the palace? That was awesome. Well, no, 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 no. I, that's my point. Is when people were dumping popcorn on players. Is it you Russell know, Westbrook? Yeah, he was yeah. one of them. I think that got that. Eric has and no clue who you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> neighbor Eric will not understand this part of the conversation. But the the he was then, a lot of people in the media were like, oh, let him go up in the stands and have five minutes with that fan and see what happens. It's like, that's a bit of an overreaction. I don't think you should advocate violence towards fans in any way. There is one exception to that rule in my book. Even if you are like throwing popcorn on guys, that's stupid. You should be escorted out and never allowed back in. But the time where the I have no problem if a player gets physically violent with a fan is if that fan runs out on the field. It is in a in the like these guys run out on NFL games. You run out on the horseshoe and you run into Anthony Schlegel. <laughs> absolutely. Good, good luck. I had, absolutely good luck with all that attack and dominate see how it goes for you it's getting bumpy that's what i know slinging meat missiles at you poof david copperfield (laughs) 
Rebound him out the gym. Sam Kerr is a hero. Let her live. She's been playing for a long time. Do you know how long she's been a, a, like at a high level of soccer? Uh, not a clue. She started her career for Perth Glory okay. in 2008. Wow. Right. She's only 28 years old. It's not Whoa. Like, right. So I'm saying she's Doing the math on that 15? She was 15 when she she's made her professional play- debut? Yeah. And, and then has gone on since then. She played in... Uh, in the u.s for a little while after moving over from australia and then now she went over to chelsea in 2019 so let her live sam kerr good stuff she does backflips when she scores she's great so congratulations to her well-deserved ass kicking by sam kerr so anyway hope you're doing better than that guy beamer um we've got a lot to get to today we will talk about uh, more champions league action for you we will also 16 set not really, because there was a game that was canceled. One yesterday. game was one game was postponed <laughs> due to snow, um, which is and- stupid, by the way, too. Because I was watching the game yesterday, and that was obviously the other game going against Manchester United uh, between Atalanta and Villarreal, I believe. And I'm looking at the weather report. I'm like, well, why are they postponing this game? Like, is it just too cold? Snow. I mean, it's in Bergamo, which is in you know the mountains, the Swiss Alps or the Italian Alps, I guess. Switzerland, Italy, two different countries. Brandon, get your head together. Um, but I'm looking at the weather. I'm like, maybe it's just too cold. Maybe it's like minus 15 degrees. It was 34 degrees yesterday there. That's crazy. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, why in the world is this game not being played? Unless it's ice and the pitch is like deemed you know dangerous, uh, dangerous area. But I, I have no idea. Costa Rica playing against the u.s in colorado from many years ago they would agree with your assessment or no they would actually disagree with it because they wanted that game canceled and it got played anyway the u.s won and it was great and yeah so that out in colorado play in the u.s yeah yeah it was i'm pretty sure but uh yeah so anyway let i the hope snow it snows happen. i hope it snows like hell here january 27th for world cup qualifying it's gonna Columbus. be a lot of fun we already anou- yeah. or we didn't announce anything but uh i was gonna say meredith and i announced that we were going to the game yesterday oh there we you just go. decided that we were gonna do that did you uh did you do the the lottery thing or nope. are you just gonna scalp some no nope, we're just gonna All go right. i've got people who are gonna do the lottery for me bone must be nice oh, there you go <laughs> must be nice indeed because i looked at the lottery and said and no thanks. I'll uh, I'll I'll find my way in if I want to go. Jeez, gonna, I'll find gonna, my way in if I want to go. Must be nice to be mm-hmm. bone yeah. knowing people. Yeah, I don't, but we'll we'll see what happens. So before we get to the Champions League, though, a couple of just quick crew tidbits for you. Pedro Santos re-signed. That's a big deal. Good for him. He's he's been one of my favorite players. I know some people don't like the fact that maybe his expected goals don't always reach his actual goals but I think he's one of the most important players the crew have I think a lot of what he does is not measured in the stat sheet Um, but yeah terrific two-way player and good to see him back in the black and gold for a little bit longer Lucas Zellerayan that's kind of bearing the lead we found that out I think Friday of last week it never fails we do a podcast the next day there's going to be some news Mm -hmm. so go ahead and pencil in whenever you're listening to this there probably was some news that broke between the time we recorded it and something like something crew related will have happened is what I'm telling you. But Lucas Zellerion also re-signed. So I think he's to here through 2024. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a big piece of your core right there. Got to have a few more guys like that. But, yeah, this is good to see for the crew. They're in good, the good shape there, I think, as we go into 2022. I'm so excited to see this team next year and this accelerated schedule with the earlier start too, uh, to be able to work around the World Cup. 
I mean, obviously a disappointing year here in Columbus, correct? I mean, yeah, no, winning, winning, winning the cup and then turning around and missing the playoffs, having that just dreck of a two-month spell uh, between the months of June and July last year. And I don't know, man. It just seems like I'm kind of recharged. I know MLS Cup finals aren't even set uh, yet, but I'm 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 re- recharged and rejuvenated about this year. The the farther that I get from last season, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm already ready to watch next year. Although, uh, before we wrap up the podcast, we'll give you a quick little five minutes on MLS Cup and just who we're rooting for and why. I guess we can wrap it up with that. But yeah, I am I am excited for next year. You guys, I was listening to Morning Juice today, which of course all Bone and Beam United listeners should check out Morning Juice. Yeah, they should. Six to nine a.m. Yes, nah. they should every single day. But I heard you guys talking about how was it the Bears? I think losing an uh, an NFL championship game before it was the Super Bowl back in the like, yeah to 40s. the Giants or something right. like that yeah yeah Shark was doing this in the history segment. Shark knows everything about everything by the yeah, way he is he's Mark the Shark is a is a, an encyclopedia of sports knowledge but you were then bringing up the or, or saying how like that was that was on this date in like nineteen make up a or year something. yeah whatever whatever and then it was wow we're still two months away from when the Super Bowl will actually be played. That's how long it takes, how much different it is now. And that reminded me, yeah, that also means we're just like two months away from the start of cruise season. Yeah. Because it's 13 days after the Super Bowl is when the new season starts up. So by the time we are getting to the Super Bowl, Beamer, like training camp will have happened. There will be preseason tournaments for the crew. So if you do happen, unlike neighbor Eric, if you do happen to watch some soccer and also some NFL or college football, whatever, like arm ball, as he calls it, get through all the playoffs and Super Bowl and it's cruise season again. So I'm excited about the fact that we just have like a continuous flow here right from one season to the next strong stream. Now the Browns will be out a month before the cruise <laughs> season, but that's neither here nor there. That's not this show. Hey, the Bears are already dead. So who cares? Yeah, oh, well, fair enough. Although, maybe Justin Fields, mm. crack ribs is all. Maybe he'll get it done. Beat Brett Favre at home. That'd be nice. You'd or Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Who did I one? say? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's just stop. Let's just move on. Wayne Rooney, right. great striker for Manchester United. <laughs> Hope he plays yeah, I well this I, I, I literally was thinking in my head of what COVID <laughs> joke can I make about Aaron Rodgers, and I said Brett Favre. Tovid. No, yeah, Tovid and Brett Favre is penis jokes. Just so <laughs> that's you go there for penis jokes. I said the S word at the beginning of the show. Here's thrown around the P word like it's nothing. Oh, you 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 got to listen three to six because Mike's throwing <laughs> around the word erection all the time. So I don't I don't even know what to tell you. about How do you that. work that one into a conversation? We found out that Viagra mm-hmm. uh, may prevent Alzheimer's. So then Mike's been talking about how he's just going to have massive erection so he doesn't <laughs> Jesus for the rest Christ. of his life. So there we go. Welcome in. Oh, anyway, man. Until they tell you not to do it, I guess. I love doing this doing this podcast every week. It really <laughs> is something I look forward to doing. Who knows how far down the rabbit hole we're going to go. You never know. All right. Champions League. Let's get this thing back on track here. All right. We are going to start off. We'll just, I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to run, run down scores or do you run want to run down who's in, who's out? I don't how think do we need to run that? down scores. Let's run in who's in, who's out. All right. Um, so we will start off just, we'll go group A. Manchester City, no doubt there. We already knew that. They were through, as is Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, RB Leipzig and Club Bruges did not make it in. We knew that was going to be the case. Not much to be settled there. 
A uh, little more interesting in Group B. Liverpool, not interesting. No. Boring is Liverpool. Ugh. 18 points in the group. Uh, so they won all six of their matches, if you're not following that. Atletico Madrid, they had seven points, so they did advance as well over FC Porto and AC Milan, not doing as hot as they would like to. Yeah, it no was uh, pretty that. wild in that game, that last game for Atletico Madrid. Uh, it was obviously all to play for against Porto. And Luis Suarez went out of the game, I think, in the seventh minute or the eleventh minute, literally uh, right at the beginning of the game. And he came off as he—I mean, he was in tears, Bone. Uh, he was in yeah. tears as he was walking off uh, because in a game like that, where you're taking on Porto, I mean, winner is going to go to the knockout rounds. Imagine that feeling, knowing like I'm helpless here to be a- unable to help my team in that capacity. So uh, Diego Simeone, masterclass again, uh, building his team for the Champions League knockout round. They get through. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to have the easiest path. You know, we'll find out Monday what it actually is. But, you know, Liverpool did something no team has ever done in winning all six of their group stage matches. No team in Champions League has ever done that. And Atletico Madrid won two. But they're both now. Now it's all they're they're both on equal footing again. Yeah. Like Liverpool will have probably the easier pathway being, you know, one of the best seeds in the, you know, seeding of that tournament. But Atletico Madrid can go on the same type of run and suddenly they could they could have it all. You never know. Congrats That's the beauty to Liverpool of yep, for making history again. I mean, also made history with not winning a first flight title in like 30 years after getting like 18 in their first, you know, 60 years of being a club. So making history again. Yeah. Um, also making history, I guess, would be Ajax, right? They also were on 18 points. This is my guy, Eric Ten Hag. He's the you guy. Love him. I love yeah. him. I do. He is. And he's he's got them playing as good as anyone right now. So they obviously went through, but heartbreak for Borussia Dortmund in Group mm-hmm. C because they tied with Sporting CP on nine points and tried their best to get the goal differential their way. They won five to nothing, um, but it didn't matter because they are still minus one in goal differential, Sporting CP plus two. Mm. So Sporting goes through, Dortmund goes to Europa. <laughs> They've had a bad week. Because they played their classicer over the weekend, mm-hmm. and Jamal Musiala, or not Jamal Musiala, different guy entirely. Jude Bellingham, uh, did you see this? I mean, ripped the refs uh, in this one. He was like, I mean, I don't know how. And the biggest game in German football, you were going to have a ref that literally has proved that he has fixed matches before be in right. charge of this game. Uh, and then so then they go crashing out of the Champions League, even though they won. That's a tough week. That's a tough week for them. It is. It is a bad week. It absolutely is. Um, I did see, though, that Erling Holland had himself yet another sterling performance. He's a in, freak. In, He's a freak. Yeah. Well, and, and I didn't realize this, but 19... Champions League games is all he's played in. Mm-hmm. It se- I know he's been on the scene for not that long, but in my mind, it seems like he should have played in like 50 Champions League games by now. I don't know why. Was it? It wasn't. It was two years ago that he broke in, right? Like this is his third season of dominance. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like because yeah, he right. came in. He came in in 2019, 2020, and then last year we had the weird COVID year, and then now this year he's still going, but. 19 Champions League games, Erling Holland, 23 goals. Oof. That's all right. Oof. That's that's okie dokie. I'll go out on a limb here. I think he's gonna be pretty good. This Erling Holland <laughs> yeah. character. I, I seem to think I think there I think the, he's gonna be okay. I think he's is, I think he's gonna be a guy who we're talking about for a long time. That is the consensus, and I don't think it's wrong. That's not a hot uh, take? 
No, I don't. I don't okay. think it is. Uh, Group D, Real Madrid gets through, as does uh, Inter. Damn it! Not- I wanted to see Sheriff in the round of sixteen so bad. They're close, man. Sheriff was it was ten points for Inter and seven for Sheriff. I mean, goal differential would have been tough. They were minus four to Inter's plus three, but yeah, that's uh, that would have been something if they'd broken through and gotten into the the round of 16 unfortunately I'm looking, at, <laughs> I'm looking at their schedule right now uh so they drew Shakhtar on Tuesday that was a 1-1 game um and then I'm looking at their recent results they played last Thursday against Petro Cub a team in which I've never heard of but I would imagine that translates literally That's, to gas no, gasoline bear I, I was just gonna yes, say the gasoline old, bear the good old gas bears yeah I love the gas <laughs> bears Petro Cub let them live by the way Shakhtar gross they, they were just not any they were nowhere near competitive in that group which is shocking right i mean you would have thought they would be the one fighting for that third spot you know fighting for the second spot in the third spot they're not but, as bad as bashik this was shik this had zero points in group well C. that that's that's fine and yes, a minus but, 16 goal differential yeah then and, and both those teams shaktar and bashiktas have have both made plenty of noise in the champions league over the years that's why we I mean, let's be honest. That's why we know their names. He's from Champions. Thousand percent None correct. Of, right. So, and and for them to both kind of really not have anything going in this tournament, that's that's disappointing. We're going to skip over Group E. We'll come back to it uh, just because that's kind of the most compelling thing. Other than Group G, which we also have to talk about. Um, group F, we will go there. That is your guys, Manchester United. Yep. Through and winning the group and feeling good about life right now. That's That's all right. Three wins out of six matches. You'll take that. They Ralph got Randick. He's there, man. Ralphie. He's got the boys playing. He does playing have him tough. He does have him playing well. It was a disgusting game yesterday. <laughs> I was, we were watching it. Uh, I mean, it was it was fun. It was compelling. They were playing young boys, and young boys obviously beat them. If you go all the way back to the first round uh, of the match days, they beat them on the road. Or I guess young boys were at home. Um, but watching this game yesterday, I don't know if I can recall – ever not knowing like who some of the Manchester United players were. So, I mean, they were already through to the next round. Uh, some of these guys I had li- literally never heard of that they were playing. There were so many times where I screamed at Jesse Lingard yesterday, just move, just move, get in front of the ball, do something. They probably had bone between the two teams yesterday. This game could have been seven to five, like yeah, just, yeah. and it ended up a one, one draw. But this game had so many wide open goal scoring opportunities and nobody wanted to put the ball in the net. Nobody. Mason Greenwood scored in the first, what, like 10 minutes of the game. Uh, That was great. And then uh, Young Boys had an unbelievable goal. Other than that, it was a trash game. Yeah. Well, and the good news for Manchester United is they still have that Villarreal-Atalanta game to be replayed. Correct. Um, But regardless of the outcome of that, Man U is in. Now we will find out if it's Villarreal or Atalanta based on the results of that game. That's a one o'clock know. kick t- today. Yeah, you'll you'll know the answer to that most likely by the time you're listening to this podcast. But one of those two is through. You can fill in the blank there on who it is. Um, let's talk about our guys. Lyle. Lyle. Lyle getting it done in Group G. They won it. They won the whole thing. They are there with 11 points getting through. FC Salzburg also making their way. So the big club in Germany the you know red bull club in germany even though that's not their name rb leipzig they did not make it through mm-hmm. but the austrian club did and jesse marsh so, got fired yeah <laughs> well hey can't win them all right he got 
at least they made it through. But my uh, question, my question, too then, bad for Jesse Marsh. I, my question then becomes about Jesse Marsh. Like he's been brought up through the Red Bull system, right? I mean, he's been, you know, at a lot of their clubs. Like, where do you go from here? What's the what's the timeline? Yeah. What's the destination looking like for Jesse Marsh? Like, where else is he going to go that, now? That's interesting. That's a little because that organi- that organization is so fascinating to me. Is it you? Like, I don't know if you find yes, that the same it, way. Like, I, I, I find it to be extremely fascinating. And for a guy who has been there and brought up through their system, what does that now look like for him? I think it's interesting too because they are firmly ensconced in at least well three leagues that I'm aware of. There might be more that I'm not right, but MLS, the Austrian Super League, and Bundesliga and you're right like they've got this weird I mean they've they got their own culture they've got their own way of doing things I mean it's the same thing if you work for a giant company like Google or something for for many years and then suddenly you're out of that and then you go work to Bentonville Arkansas and you go work for Walmart mm-hmm. doing a similar job it's like well that's just going to be a culture shock for you because you're used to Silicon Valley and now you're in the middle of you know the south that would just be a weird thing so I wonder what would happen for him if yeah, like if if he goes back to MLS, I mean, he obviously played in MLS. That would that would seem like an obvious destination, but I wonder would he want to? The money will be there. Someone will pay for Jesse Marsh yep. if he wants to come back to the US. Someone will pay him a lot of money to coach in MLS. I just wonder if he wants to do that or if he says, "No, I'm a European coach now. I want to continue on this pathway and I need to show I can do it outside of my comfort zone in MLS and outside of the Red Bull organization. I think that would be all up to him, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's what, what I mean. What, what I just you, I wonder what, do you, what, what do you he's want thinking. in your career because I think I mean when you look at both spectrums of this, I, I mean European jobs will come open. They come open. It seems like every six weeks, uh, some of these big time jobs like. It's just, I don't know, it's so fascinating. Like, do you want to come back stateside? Is that something you want to do? Or do you think that would derail your career as a, as a you know, European you know international what? manager? I don't know. I don't know. You know I don't what? know that. I'll tell you what would make a lot of sense for him to do. I don't know if he has the desire to do it, but, I mean, he's a handsome guy. He's not It's a great looking of, dude. Like, that guy could go be on camera tomorrow and do very well for himself if he wants to go to Fox and say, hey, I'm yours for the next year, and then I'll, I'll look for a coaching gig in 2023, but I'm your guy on World Cup desk. I'm your guy for – I've coached against a lot of these players. I've coached some of these players that will be playing. I will know these players as good as anyone. Why don't you bring me on your World That's Cup desk? That's a great desk? point. For U.S. – like, I, he's a guy – If I, like, if anybody at Fox has a brain and he doesn't want to coach, maybe – or he's willing to sit out a year and just – you know how that goes, Right. You lose, you get fired, and then the the waves of change occur. The beach changes a little bit. The little pebbles start getting a little more molded over time, the erosion, and suddenly it's like, hey, Jesse Marsh is still here. He's a diamond in the rough. Why don't we <laughs> let's bring him in? And it's like, yeah, and he's on your TV talking about soccer. I don't know, but he. the point is, it's good to be Jesse Marsh. Don't feel bad for him. I'm, look, I'm looking. I just fired up uh, the old Google machine, and I just Googled Jesse, Jesse Marsh. Yes, him too. Yeah. Uh, I, I just Google searched him. The first article that I found, Manchester United should move for Jesse Marsh's Ralph Ralph Randick's heir. Uh, no thanks. That's going to be a pass for me, big dog. Hey, maybe, come maybe on. We down just the road. About how, just talked about how he's a good coach. He's based in Europe. I mean, come <laughs> on. He'd go in there. He's got an American fan base, clearly. You know, you need someone who can relate. There you go. It's got the Glazer family out there bringing the American coach. I'm sure the fans That'll, in Manchester would no, be swooning over that. I'm, 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 I'm obviously joking. It's not because I don't think he's a good coach. It's that you don't want you don't want to go into that pressure cooker until 
you've you you definitely need a little more seasoning to keep the cooking analogy going. Like he needs a few more years at multiple Champions League level clubs before you take on a Manchester United or a Real Madrid. Not that he's even in consideration for that. I'm saying, but you you need a few more years. He needs to you know coach at a Bundesliga club. You know, like and and a, and, and win. You know, be successful. Get them further than they should in some aspect. You know, and and. Yeah, I, I, I could see that being something down the road, but not right now. Um, all right, so Lyle and FC Salzburg minus Jeff, Jesse Marsh getting through. Juventus and Chelsea in Group H make it through. Uh, Chelsea, by the way, that was quite a performance there from Timo Werner, who I did not realize. Were you aware that uh, no Chelsea player has scored more goals than Timo Werner since he joined the club? No. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Bone, every week that you watch Chelsea, the guy could have a hat trick and he misses gloriously, it seems, every single game that he plays in. That's a yeah, stunning That's a stunning stat you just brought up. ESPN FC tweeted that out, and I actually had to like save that because I was like, this, this is truly shocking to me. Just because you remember, like I said that like it was 10 years ago, you remember 18 months ago, whatever it was, where he first joined up. And th- what was it? The first three or four months, he just he wasn't scoring or scored very little, and everyone was like, "Oh, this, ew, what a terrible signing this was." And then he turns out like, no, he's not terrible. He's actually his positioning quite is a bit. unbelievable. Like if you just watch him, like well, if you that's ever watch how you a Chelsea get all those, game. I know that that's Chelsea how you fans get those looks. I know that Chelsea fans are obviously you know drawn to him, but if you're just watching for something, watch Timo Werner and the way he moves through the field. Like it's unbelievable uh the ability that he has but that is it's crazy that he's the highest scoring since joining the club it's also crazy to me that he misses like two or three good opportunities every single game yeah i i agree with you on that i'm just saying you don't get those good opportunities without that positioning that's that's what makes him partially so good but yeah so they are on to the round of 16 again christian pulisic had an assist in that game uh the other day so good for him like you know he's going to be playing champions league minutes stay healthy that's what we're hoping for right now with him. But yeah, good to see for Chelsea and obviously Juventus is making it through as well. Though West McKinney's been out, right? I'm not making that up. He's I don't know. Ouchy. I think he's been out. Sure. But whatever. Who? Yeah, whatever. I was just trying to keep track of a few U.S. men's national teamers. Let trying to keep track of everything. Like we're getting to crunch time now of the season where there's just so many fixtures left and right. Like that it's actually hard for me to keep track of everything. Going I, on. I totally agree. I know what you're talking about. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we will finish up our Champions League discussion with Group E and a little bit of something that we have not seen in a long, long time. We'll also give you a quick MLS Cup preview. That's all next. Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So we did not talk about the final group uh, of our discussion here. We'll get to it now. Group E was won by this little team from Germany yep. called Bayern Munich. Yep. Also winning all six of their games, yep. uh, as we talked about. They they are phenomenal. They're playing at a super high level right now. Goal differential of plus 19. 22 4 3 away yike or three away three against 22 that they scored that's incredible um so we were wondering about 
what would happen to little Barcelona, mm-hmm. another teeny <laughs> tiny little tiny club, yeah. how they barely hang on. Because last week, Robert Lewandowski got snubbed in the Ballon d'Or. And Thomas Muller had come out and said, this will motivate us. This will motivate our team. We will want to prove this to everyone in Champions League that, you know, he's the best player. Now, obviously, Lionel Messi is not at Barcelona anymore, but Barcelona was next up on the schedule for Bayern Munich. And the ability for Bayern to not only show they are possibly the best team right now in Champions League, but then to take it out on one of these other teams that used to be and has been for many years, another tough out in the Champions League to get them out before even getting to the round of 16 is I, I'm quite sure something that they were circling in on and focusing on. And boy, howdy, did they ever. Yeah. They knocked out Barcelona. It was really wild because last week we gave you these comments from Thomas Mueller. He said, what happened at the Ballon d'Or ceremony was disappointing, similar to Ribéry in 2013. But this gives us more motivation to win this season's UEFA Champions League and to prove to the world what German football is capable of and we will prove that starting with our next match against Barcelona. I believe last week at this time when we were talking about this or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was last week, correct? Uh, yeah. When we were talking about this, I literally said to you, I was like, I don't care what it is. Put everything that you have on the table for Bayern Munich against Barcelona. Like Barcelona's up in a spot where they could, if they get a result, they're going to be able to move on to the round of 16, which is something we have seen Barcelona do a million times. Thomas Mueller sitting there saying, no, 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 your time is over. Uh, we're the best team in the world right now. We're going to move on from you like nothing. Well, and, the, and that's what we talked about, man. I'm not saying that Thomas Mueller is the player he once was, but when when that guy decides his team is going to make something happen, they do it. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, I, I don't think you can will that every single game the way that maybe he used to be able to, but... I he still got that ability to you know muster the group and say all right this this is how it's going there's not going to be any you know laying back in this game we are going to destroy this opponent whoever it is and it just so happened Barcelona was the next opponent by the way Thomas Muller speaking of his uh, domination he scored more goals against Barcelona in the Champions League than any other player mm. in history mm. so we should have we should have factored that in. We didn't have to because you had it right. But you said in the history in, in history of like, anybody no, scoring against yeah, Barcelona, not, Thomas Mueller is number one in Champions League. Yes. Okay. So of all the so of all the opponents that Barcelona has played in Champions League history, Thomas Mueller has scored more goals against them than <laughs> any other player. So someone has to do it, right? There's always going to be someone who scored the most against you, and he's that guy. So. Let's let's run through though Barcelona's woes here, okay? Um, oh, w- one more thing. I wanted to bring up this quote from Thomas Muller after knocking out Barcelona. This is what he I said. I haven't seen this. I'm imagining it's going to be tremendous. Barca cannot cope with the intensity. Technically and tactically, they mm-hmm. have it all, but at the highest level, they cannot match the intensity <laughs> of the game. And he has every right to say it because he proved it. He's right. That's literally going out there and saying, Xavi, you have your guys. You have the system that you're playing in. What that is telling me is that you are scared to be great. You're not us. You're not close to us. We are going to just decimate you. 
in a game that was played behind closed doors because of COVID outbreaks in Germany. It doesn't even matter if we didn't have our fans. You were not up for the game. We were up for it, and we sent your ass packing out of the Champions League. Yeah, in fact, if you don't think that Barcelona's take or yeah, Barcelona's taking this seriously. Xavi was asked about this after the game, and he said, "This is the reality, and it pisses me off. We have to tackle it face on. There's nothing else for it. A new era starts today. Mm. We start from zero. Like that's where that club is right now after getting bounced like this. And you might say, well, why are they? You know, why are they so down on this? Well, this is historic for Barcelona." The last time they played in the Europa League, which is what they'll be doing next year, 2003-2004. Are you aware of what changed in 2004-2005 with Barcelona? Uh, A guy by the name of Leo Messi? Yeah, that's right. Lionel Messi made his debut the following season. Um, And every year that he was there, they made it to the next round it's a lot of pressure on Ansu Fati <laughs> I tell you that much it's a lot of like, pressure. you're the next yeah. guy in line okay yeah. Messi came through after Ronaldinho your time go do it you don't think there's something I, I'm sure you do that you the last time this happened that guy who just left your team wasn't a part of your team so the the book ending of his career when it comes to Champions League yeah it's a great point like it just it's such a it, I'm sure that's a mental hurdle they are going to have to get over to say well, they asked him to come back or I shouldn't say they asked him to come back. They thought he was going to come back magically for free. I mean, we've documented yeah. all of this through doing it this year, their financial crisis that they were in, all of the stipulations that were put on them by La Liga. You're only allowed to spend X amount of dollars because you are horribly in debt. You fire your manager. You magically think Lionel Messi is going to play for your club for free just because he's an icon of the sport and beloved in your town. None of that happens. Like this is the first time that they have been in reality for a long, long time. And you look at what they're doing in the league too, by the way, not brilliant. No, no, not brilliant at all. In fact, it's been a bad four year run for, uh, at least in Champions League, for Barcelona. Because Barcelona 2018, they blew the lead versus Roma. They had a 4-1 lead, and they lost that. 2019, they had a 3-0 lead against Liverpool. Blew that. Yeah, They got destroyed by Bayern Munich last year, (laughs) 8-2. And this year, Bayern keeps them out of even getting to the knockout stage. Like, that's just... That's not... That's not going to get it done. It's It's... The point there being it is not just a one-year, uh, oh, oops, what happened? No, they've they've had some really big failures in Champions League over the last few years. So it isn't just Messi being gone, but hard to deny that that at least is, is something to point to, right? Well, that- and the crazy thing about it, too... I mean, with them being play, with them playing Europa League for the remainder of the campaign, getting dropped down there to do that, uh, you, they're obviously going to be focusing on the table. Bone, they are closer to a relegation spot point-wise than they are to Real Madrid challenging for the title. I mean, they have played 15 games. They have 23 points. Real Madrid is 16 points above them with 39 points. If you look down at Cadiz, who is in the 18th spot, first spot in relegation in La Liga, they are only 11 points away with 12. They are closer to being relegated than they are closer, in points at least, to winning a title. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. They are not going to get relegated. I don't want to make that like some grandiose statement, but you understand what I'm saying, correct? Like they are in real jeopardy of not only missing Champions League for next year, but not even getting to a European competition for next year. 
course. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a really bad situation for Barcelona. We have been kind of documenting that this whole downfall that they've been going through. But it would have been something for them to get back in the round of 16 and say, all right, yes, we're having some down years, but we're, we're this not is our do down something. year. This is our down year. Yeah, this is our down year is still making it to the round of 16. Like this has not happened in 17 years for them. That's how shocking this is. Mm. So, yeah, bad times to be a fan of Barcelona. We'll see how it uh, turns around. I mean, I would say they have the pockets and the money to make it turn around. But <laughs> they don't, they don't anymore. anymore. They used to. That used to be their thing. Again, right. uh, so on Bayern before oh, we get yeah. to our MLS yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, final course. preview, um, I just I I have to. I have to ask this question, and if there's anybody out there, please tweet us at Bonebeam United. If you find yourself to be a privy manager, how do you stop them? I, it's, a, it's a dead honest question. I don't know if there's any team capable really in the good, world yeah. to stop Bayern Munich with what they do and the pace that they possessed and the best player on planet Earth right now with Robert Lewandowski scoring in every single game. I don't know. The rock that they have in their back line. Manuel Neuer coming up big when you need him the most. I honestly don't know how you break that team down. I don't. Because really, if you score a, a goal question. or two on them, they will score four or five on you. Yeah. It, it really, they're they're one of the most well-constructed teams I've seen in world soccer in at least my 20 years of watching. And they've had some great teams there too, by of the way. Of course they have. Yeah. I mean, including the one that won the Champions League a couple years ago, but... Man, they are, yes, you're right. They look as good as anyone in world soccer right now. And I'm going to attribute all that to Alfonso Davies. What do you I do with Leroy Sané and Alfonso Davies on the same side of the field? How do you, you know, how do you handle that? I don't know. I, I, it is a legitimate tough question. And it's, Kingsley Coman on the other side and Serge Gnabry <laughs> being out with an injury right now. Like those are just guys for them. Just guys. Yeah, they're just, this is right. I mean, they are, <laughs> they have filled out their roster to a level that, it's it's a it's a beautiful testament to construction, right? To building something as opposed to just well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna buy some players, plug them in, and see what happens. No, they they built this with a purpose. Every guy there fits what the other guy does. That is so hard to do. Like just just to get the right mix of players that all have the same, you know, when this guy is not going, this other guy is, or when this player needs you know, one of the other guys to pick him up, it happens. But then also just to have that camaraderie, which they appear to have. I mean, it's hard to judge, right, in world soccer, but, you know, we're not as – it's not as close as maybe some of the teams you see here where, you you know, they're not in the media every day. Like, you, you find out more about NFL teams sure. here, right? You know, things like that. Well, but, I'm sure it's the same way. I mean, but over I'm there, just but saying, we just we're, – we're not privy That's to what it. I mean. Like, we're not – you know, we're not following it day to day. I don't read Bild or whatever it's called. <laughs> they're, you know, they're German sports pages. But I'm just saying, like, they appear to have that camaraderie that all the great teams have where it's not just that they they all fit well from a talent standpoint, but they also seem to really get along and – fight for each other yeah you, know, you can whole... say that same thing about psg like a psg spend yeah. millions and millions and millions of dollars neymar mbappe Lionel messi like th- they've been struggling like yeah because <laughs> it's not just assembling the talent and then saying well there you go there's a million goals on the field go get them no it's it's you also have to have that camaraderie that that intensity that Mueller talked about right i mean that's the that is the best word i've heard to describe Bayern munich they are intense and and it would be intense to try to stop them so yeah, but if you are like a soccer coach, you want to give that a shot. I'd love to hear a tweet about <laughs> Please, that. Please, like, let me. That is Add a Bone dead, Beam United. honest question to anybody Talk, out there. How do you yeah, stop give us, them? Give us some tactics. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are because I, I have not seen anyone come with it so far. 
And then even if, you know what I would even take? Even if it is like, well, if you had a, you know, a guy like Pirlo in the middle, and if you had this guy over here, it's like, <laughs> bring, in, bring in old players. Sure, that's fine. Let's just, let's just try to construct something that would actually stop what Bayern is right now. And if you can do that, We'll give you a little shout out on the podcast for sure. Like uh, Nemanja uh, Vidic and Carlos Puyol at their primes. Like we're going to need them. Uh, Danny right. Alves, when he was in his prime at Barcelona, like all these different guys to stop. They look like the Monstars from Space Jam, for God's sake. Yes, absolutely. Um, by the way, there was, uh, we had said a while ago or a couple weeks ago that we wanted to start highlighting some of the local supporters groups yeah. that are around. And and obviously we want to highlight European supporters groups so you know if there's a Bayern Munich fan club in Columbus we'd love to know about it or in the central Ohio area um, but even if not if you're just a listener and you support it that's cool but we also I do want to highlight uh, Shawshank SC yeah uh, these guys direct message us they are a crew supporters group that is in Richland County Ohio obviously Richland County is like near Mansfield in that area, Shawshank. That's where they shot the movie at the prison there. So in either case, that's where the name comes from, it, it would appear. It's a great but, name. Yeah. Uh, they tweeted us and said, we're a supporters group for the crew from Mansfield. Started last year right around the pandemic, so we have a nice running start, LOL. Um, but they said most of our active members are in Columbus. We meet at crew games, but we're working on getting a local place for many for away matches. It's awesome. So, yeah, that's great. I, I love that, and... If you are someone who listens and you're in, you know, up closer to, you know, Mansfield that way and you're looking for a group that support, they're looking for a place to watch these games. So go follow them at Shawshank SC and uh, they go follow them They're They got Pete Edwards is following them. Dr. Pete's following them. So that's cool. But yeah, there you go. Now you've got another supporters group. So we'll shout you out if, if you've got that going on. We'd love to highlight the people who are working to grow the game and build the game in many different ways. Uh, finally, Beamer, it's MLS Cup weekend. Yeah, I know you've had this circled on your oh, calendar yeah. for a long time. Me mm -hmm. too. Oh, we're so it's thirty-four weeks of regular season grind. Now it all comes down to this: Portland hosts New York City FC, <laughs> Providence Park, three p.m. Eastern on ABC. So here, here's what I'm trying to judge: Who do I hate more in this game? Like who do I who do I want to root against more? City is not I I can't I don't root for New York City right obviously the Manchester City connections not my guys I I can't see you rooting for them either I'm guessing nope, because of that reason no nope, that's correct that would be a correct assessment of my fandom but Portland is the team that beat the Crew in 2015 in MLS Cup and I don't really feel great about seeing them hoist another one so. I I'm just going to turn it off. I'm not even going to watch. How about that? I'm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll flip it on if the game's good, but I'll flip it off if the game's good. <laughs> How about that for a double entendre? That's, yeah. <laughs> double entendre. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess I, 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 I was going to say like, there's no one. I don't like Merritt Paulson, their owner for Portland. He's an idiot. And he's he's no he's like I know, one of we've talked Anthony, about him on the he's show. He's one of Anthony Precourt's biggest douche bro buddies, so I can't watch him win. But I don't really like the human rights record that you've got with the ownership group. For the, I mean, I'm not really happy about this. I don't like it. I would rather be rooting for the crew to win, just for what it's worth. God, damn it, Rail Salt Lake! You right. hurt our hearts. Here's what I here's what I'm hoping. 
I am hoping asteroid. No, well, second. I am hoping for a zero zero game. That is the most boring. I, I want MLS to lose. That's what I want. Jeez. I want. No, I do. I want Major League Soccer and Dong Arbor. Negative bone. I want I want this game to be 0-0. I want it to be one of the most boring ass games that's ever been played. I want it to suck. And then I hope it goes the full extra time. No goal scored there. And then I hope they go to penalties. And it's like 10 in a row that get missed before someone <laughs> sneaks one in in the like stupidest way possible. And so they get to hoist Penanca, the, whoever Penanca wins. chip. Yeah, but like on accident, like a trip and a fall and then whoops. And it like he flips it over with his back heel and somehow like it, John it, Terry slip against United, yes, uh, but actually yes, goes that's, in. That's right. I, that's what I want. I want something like that. <laughs> and then that's that's your highlight for MLS Cup. That's what I want. Um, also, don't forget, did you see the uh, the state of the MLS state of MLS a press conference they do before this game every year? Don Garber giving his thoughts on things. Did you see his quote about Anthony Precourt? Yes, I did. And Keith Noss uh, quoted it first, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God, man. Just shut up. Just shut up. Don't say the, anything. The trauma that he suffered. Trauma of move, getting everything you wanted, <laughs> like a giant man baby. Ugh, what that's, was the full it, quote, right? What was the full quote that okay, he actually had? It, he... Garber said Austin FC exceeded their expectations and he wanted to give a shout out to Anthony Precourt. He says the move there to Austin was traumatic for him and his family. Mm. I mean, the time Just, that he brought his family to Columbus once. God. Yeah. Brought And by the way, brought them as like human shields from the F-bombs he was going to get when he knew he was moving the team. Hey, and it kids, got out. this is Columbus. No, this is Columbus aiming their vitriol towards you, you uh, snake. How did, by the way, what were their expectations for Austin FC then? Because they were gross this year. I mean, yeah, sure. On the, you know, in the ticket office, they sold some tickets. Good for them. Whoopty damn do. Call me back in three years if you're still doing that with that performance. Like the only reason they're not the embarrassment of the league is because FC Cincinnati exists. That's the you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky that FC Cincinnati is still a thing. Spoon man. Because, whew, that uh, that Austin team is bad. Um, last thing before we go, a little Austin shade for you. Did you see that the uh, front office sports people? I did. They, I saw that this morning. I saw they you analyzed tweet. how many tweets were sent out about various MLS teams. Number one was Atlanta. Number two, LA Galaxy. Three, Seattle. Four, Portland. Sure. Number eight, Columbus. Number nine, Austin. Mm. Business metrics, baby. Somebody Our downtown more. stadium is awesome, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your craptastic Mall of America stadium way out <laughs> in the boondocks. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Giant Asteroid is my pick for MLS Cup. Beamer, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you, uh, I don't know. I was going to say get everything for Christmas, but it's not Christmas. I don't it's know why Christmas I'm like two yet. weeks ahead. Yeah. I haven't done, by the way, I haven't done any of my shopping. I'll, uh, oh, no. Yeah, I'll leave that up to the last minute, like I always do every year. Don't forget your 10 scarves for Bone and Beam United. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not available in stores, not available online, will not be shipped by Christmas. So sorry, we don't have any. But if we did, maybe we would sell them to you. Maybe next year. All right, that's it for us. We'll talk to you later. Thanks again for listening to Bone and Beam United.